and welcome to the first episode of Did You Fall from the Christmas Tree? That's my fake accent. That's not how I speak. This is my, your host Mahima Mohan. And uh, first of all, first of all, uh, if you're listening to this, congratulations for being alive. <laughs> I hope you're all doing good. Um, I hope you're not hungry. If you're hungry, please go grab some snacks so you can crunch on it. Because today in this episode, I'm going to unfold a few interesting things. Um, so keep listening. Uh, so basically, when I look at this face uh, as a calm and rational person, lockdown is definitely a situation in which I can truly take stock of the things I have taken granted in my professional personal life before Corona. For example, my annoying habit of thinking out too loud. The howling of dogs. You know, I used to listen to this uh, back then, but now it's truly hilarious and entertaining. And also I've learned new things like I learned to cook. I learned to talk to nature, which I think is fascinating. But I'm sure that people are going to get bored of my enthusiastic creations very soon. Uh, so today, today I'm going to talk about something that's right up my alley, mental health. But before I dive into it, let me give you a brief disclaimer that I am not a mental health expert. And if you really want to learn more about depression or anxiety disorders or OCD or anything of that, or anything related to mental health, you can look up the website of WHO, which is the World Health Organization, or you could probably watch Republic TV as well. So during this phase, um, I learned that connection and communication could be a blessing and a curse at the same time. When I talk about connection, I'm not definitely talking about Wi-Fi connection. I'm talking about personal connection. See, I'll tell you, conversation is absolutely enduring. There's no doubt about that. But I should be in a mood for communication. Hence, always being available because we cannot go anywhere or we cannot head out could be a little overwhelming for a few of us. Plus, it has been very difficult for me to, you know, distance myself from my office because it's just five meters away from my bedroom. Because right now, work and free time is not even delineated anymore by a commute, right? And another uh, part of this phase, it's, I don't know how, what to uh, call it, but social media is what people call it. Uh, it. It has been an absolute right or maybe I'll call it a mayhem. Uh, see, I honestly, I absolutely love watching people doing kind communi- community spirited things. But I also hate watching bored people bitch at each other or get into a verbose competition about who is depressed and who is not depressed. Is it a murder or a suicide? Was Sushant Singh diagnosed with depression? Was Sushant Singh a human? Okay. God, this was so embarrassing. I don't know if they felt embarrassed about it themselves. But for me, it was quite embarrassing. Uh, to even listen to it, to listen to Indians um, talking such nonsense. Uh, Anyways, uh, you know, one such post I happened to uh, see on social media was a video that Times Now posted on their page that said, Times Now has received two videos of Sushant Singh where there is no sign of depression on his face, it seems. Um, Like, (laughs) the weirdest thing that I noticed is the fact that these TV anchors Overnight, they turned into studio psychiatrists and to great pain to debunk the slightest possibility that SSR might have had depression. I'm not going to call them studio psychiatrists anymore because it's an insult to the psychiatrist. Okay? I'm going to call them TV pundits. Okay? 
Also, these TV pundits refuse to answer on how SSR's reputation will be affected by the fact that he might have had depression as if it's something to be ashamed of. On the other hand, if you look at the statistics, the rising figures for death by suicide involving people thrown to the margins of our society, like our farmers, uh, you know, um, our, our migrant workers, daily wagers, even young women, students, they're not even covered by any uh, news networks i haven't at least i have not seen them uh, i'm not sure i'm sure most of you all don't know who rohit vemala is uh, if you have time please google who rohit vemala is because i'm sure the tv networks that you guys watch must not have shown it to you uh, but you know it, it's it's one of the names that still haunts me personally but these situations are not hot enough or sexy enough for the attention of our predatory television networks is it because there was uh, no young women involved to satisfy the misogynistic concerns of republic okay okay wait wait there's a word for this in english you know it's called necrophilia uh, you can google it or if you have a dictionary i would prefer oxford dictionary if you have it uh, please uh, look up uh, and once you get the meaning the next time you see arnab goswami or navika kumar remember this word it reveals what they do okay let me first of all tell you all that the media's role is to witness to interpret to report and its its role is not to act as an oracle or a wikipedia okay they should be humble enough to let the expert the mental health experts speak about something as sensitive as mental health and if they actually do possess face reading skills I would prefer. I would actually suggest them to audition to be uh, some face readers for Seema Taparia's uh, season two of Indian Matchmaking, so that they at least try to bring people together rather than engaging in tearing lives apart. You know what I mean. But anyways, um, a day after Sushant's death, uh, Kangana Ranaut, ma'am, she posted a video on Instagram in which she completely rubbished the idea that an engineering entrance exam rank holder could have. had such a weak mind that he would commit suicide first of all ma'am uh <laughs> living with depression is not a cake walk so the assumption that someone is weak is extremely discouraging to those who actually live with it because it only multiplies the pressure to hide feelings and struggles rather than coming out and talking about it there are different you know there are different phases of depression where some people are really good at hiding it and others uh are just uh, you know they are, they have high functioning depression and they handle it pretty well while some struggle more visibly and you could just go years without being aware of it also i personally live with depression for quite few years and the way i handle it is quite interesting initially uh, i did not know what mental illness is as in if someone told me they're depressed i would ask why your dad yelled at you see i was this ignorant i was way too ignorant about it until i was diagnosed um but i was a little i was partly happy about it <laughs> happy about the fact that now i have something that everyone has <laughs> now even i can say that i am depressed or i have anxiety disorders uh you know <laughs> honestly now i have a thing to talk about uh but jokes apart i was petrified uh so i spoke to professionals a couple of professionals and i realized that depression has to do with a chemical called serotonin that our body produces which is responsible for regulating our moods and emotions if serotonin levels are balanced then you your brain and your mind will be healthy 
if the levels are quite messed up then your mind will be your worst enemy like every day will seem like a battle to you like i said i handle depression in the most funniest way possible <laughs> it's quite interesting like i like to tell people uncomfortably how i had three times more therapists than lovers like if you look at it depression looks pretty simple right from the outside deep feelings of sadness and an inability to get out of bed a conviction that everything is worthless and you don't deserve anything it's pretty pretty easy to figure out right but uh, you're wrong depression gets into parts of your life it gets into part of your head that um, you didn't even think could be affected crying in the grocery aisle because the potatoes are not in shape being secretly happy about the fact that not everyone in the world are being happy are happy enough dude these are just weird symptoms uh, of depression it's both daft i'm not even kidding and if you have like a good sense of humor it's pretty funny also like the one way i dealt with depression is that i mean in a sense of uh, humor or a, uh, humor about my condition i got through it that way it's a lot easier to confront your emotions uh, or your irrational thinking if you think of it as an, as a, as on one level kind of silly Uh, for example one of the ways in which i dealt with this it was a uh, symbolic modeling symbolic modeling uh you know uh, like i assume that these horrible punishing thoughts don't come from me but they come from a snake living in my head who i affectionately call rajesh because i hate that name so whenever it's been particularly vicious i ask him to just shut up get my point that that's how i dealt with it in one way see i'm not making light of a serious situation uh depression is not frivolous it's quite serious but a depressed life can give you some pretty um, you know blackly humorous situations uh and you know that sometimes helps you uh because you know even if you're like i mean even if you're even when your things around even when the things around you are quite terrible uh, at least your life's still kind of funny you know what i mean uh, one of the weirdest thing i let me let me tell you one of the weirdest thing about uh, depressed depression is the fact that you just begin to believe that happy people are pretending to annoy you we we tend of uh, end up believing that these people are faking it just to annoy us you know we oddly enough uh, 90% of depressed people suffer from huge impairments in assessing the facial expressions of others they we can't actually detect subtle signs on the faces of other people which is obviously a problem because we start to isolate ourselves from them because we feel like they're just faking it we start hating humans at the end of the day uh, now i'm going to talk about one of the most charming part of uh, a depressive episode which is self self blame um the bath overflowed the stock markets are down there's no electricity oh my god i must have done something terrible i should probably go to the garden and dig my head into the sand this also means apologizing for everything i was just exaggerating <laughs> but yeah this also means apologizing for everything you're very apologetic even when it's not your fault which seriously confuses people <laughs> or just makes them think that you know you're dumb and you're stupid all right also also uh, <laughs> this is the most funniest uh, part um see many depressive people discover including me that the simplest domestic tasks suddenly 
look utterly impossible like for example this is the this is how the conversation between a normal person and his mind looks like for example he wants to get dressed so he's talking to his mind okay mind i want to get dressed so the mind replies okay come on let's head out pick up a dress let's you put on the clothes and let's just head out and party or whatever okay the, 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 this is how the conversation looks like so i'm going to tell you how a conversation between a depressed me and my mind looks like also so i tell my mind mind i want to get dressed and my mind replies are you insane you have to get undressed again you fool yeah this happened to me dude all the time <laughs> that's i i went through a miserable period uh, it was quite dark but it was quite hum- humorous when i think about it now also uh, i'm sure most of you all have heard about this thing called linkin park i'm sure and i'm sure most of you are crazy about linkin park i was too but let me tell you a uh, full depressive period means avoiding linkin park like the corona you can protect yourself from corona by wearing a mask but in order to protect yourself from linkin park you should just stop listening to it you have to forget the fact that linkin park ever existed because otherwise the ridiculous lyrics will start to sound vaguely sensible and that is frankly not a place in which any of us needs to live dude and stop uh, also stop watching documentaries uh, about terrible things happening to innocent animals it's going to put you in another dark phase i'm not even kidding Uh, so uh and yeah, yeah yeah there's another interesting thing that happened to me when i was depressed uh, i have to share this with you it's quite interesting i'm not i'm not sure if people can relate uh to me uh, with this but then yeah this happened to me uh one day i was crying i was depressed i was literally i could not get out of my bed because uh i felt like uh i did not i was so sad i was disappointed about the fact that i did not win a nobel peace prize I'm not even exaggerating this. I have a habit of exaggerating but I'm not even exaggerating about this. I was literally worried that I haven't won a Nobel prize yet for peace. Honestly, like you know, I was surrounded with people who used to get involved in all these uh, social services and they used to post pictures on Instagram. All right? and i used to feel so bad i was like why why do i why am i not been able to do this <laughs> i deserve it like literally and uh, the, there was another friend of mine who called me up and she said that she was volunteering for underprivileged children and uh, cancer patients and she also posted a picture on instagram where i saw that she had flawless skin she was maintaining good healthy skin also bro i tell you on bad days i can barely wash my clothes i don't even know how these people used to do it like how they used to pull push themselves together and do something so noble <laughs> and kind and generous i used to hate people do it anyways these were just um the few weird symptoms that i came across <laughs> when i was depressed it was quite funny dude that was one of the ways that i got through it it actually helped me to an extent to keep a calm and composed mind but it still got uh, the worst of me but anyways uh, as a side note i would like to say uh, another thing that uh, you know one of the main one of the most dangerous stigma that our country is battling with right now is the fact that people find it hard to accept the fact that funny people could be depressed too you know 
a lot of the funniest people we know are often depressed i'm not saying everyone but few of them are depressed personally having previously been in a dark place i go i really go out of my way to make sure people are being looked after and are having a good time because having a bad time is the worst i'm not saying all funny people are probably dead inside but maybe take a minute for your friends who seem so funny uh they that you would think that they couldn't possibly be miserable but what can you do about it see i'm not narendra modi ji uh so when i am talking please read all the parts of it and you understand what i'm trying to say <laughs> don't start by telling your friends that you are sick of their jokes and you want to see them cry don't fall from the christmas tree for god's sake but maybe show them some extra support you could possibly chuck out a few texts asking if they are all right for starters uh see um let me tell you humor does not mean the same thing as happiness because you know clowns have always been a little sad right so it's not a la- laughing matter always so stay healthy uh physically emotionally mentally because drinking water does not always help and it's not always gas trouble so try speaking with your mind try to understand what your problem is don't get carried away by your daily routines just take some time off for yourself try to speak to your mind try to speak to your organs understand what you need uh, because it helps a lot so i think it's time to wrap up this episode of my uh, you know show <laughs> i don't even know what to call it anymore yeah show <laughs> So yeah it's time to wrap up my show so I see you next Saturday with another interesting topic until then stay safe stay healthy bye